things that bump in the night. Things that creep us out. Voices from another realm. The figures that move out of the corner of your eye. That odd light in the sky. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to It Came From Amity. And I am actually in the studio with Noah face-to-face for the first time since the pandemic. It's been a long time coming, man. We've been quarantined and separated and Zooming and Skyping. Yeah. But we're back. I'm pretty excited. I'm glad. This is actually a lot more fitting to our chemistry than, you know treating it like a business meeting and you should see us i mean we both have like reclining chairs big big uh recliners we're sitting in i got my feet up got my pepsi next to me he's got the beautiful wood grain it came from amity cup heck yeah that, that, yeah the ones that we showcased i got mine i still love it still drink out all the time love it so we're talking about a pretty pretty interesting subject today it's one that's been um all over the media, uh, there was a big case of it, and it, it since died down. Mm-hmm. But there's actually like even a video game made about this creature. Yeah, there's actually uh, apparently several video games made about. Right. Yeah. Who is he? Slenderman. The Slenderman. Slenderman. Okay. So, you know, my personal belief on this, and I'll say it now, is whether you believe in it or not. You know, we talk, we've said this in previous episodes. Whether you believe in him or not, yeah, you need to, if to, I guess, to allow the story of Sunderman to engross you requires a little bit of healthy suspension of belief. of belief. Yes. And, you know, because that's what makes scary stories so amazing is that even right. if you don't believe in them, you know, just like when you go to a horror movie or watch one at home. You suspend that belief for just long enough to allow yourself to become engrossed in that pretext of horror. Yeah. And that's what allows it to be fun. So whether you believe that Slenderman's real, which a lot of people do for whatever reason, and a lot of people don't. It's usually the younger kids who believe he's real. No slight on them. Right. I I mean, that's just the malleable of the the youthful mind. What's what's fascinating about him and sets him apart is he was originally just kind of a drawing, like just a figure that somebody just came up with. We call it creepypasta, Mm -hmm. which creepy. It's just online lore, basically. Yeah, creepypasta is actually a conglomeration of two words that actually was called copy and paste yeah so you go to these sites and the text was there from you know some anonymous author right and it just allowed you to copy it and paste it to another media and sometimes you would add things to it whatever and the next thing you know you get the word creepypasta yeah which is i think a lot more fun to say they're meant to be weird little stories that kind of creep you out some of them are just absolutely ridiculous and stupid 
but the Slender Man kind of resonates. It's one that stuck around and was shared and shared, and it it was so prevalent online that people started to actually believe in it. Yep. And some people even there's a and there's a word for it that if you believe in something enough, and enough people believe in something enough, yeah, um, that it can actually manifest. Manifest. Yeah. And there's a word for that, and it, I'm having a brain fart. I cannot remember. It's it. like the whole Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. I'm not going to say it a third time. Uh, no, you don't want to do that. But it's kind of like that. And here, the, the weird thing is, he's just a tall, skinny guy. He looks like a tree, right? Yeah, he's tall. Tall, lanky. Skinny. Uh, limbs are naturally disproportionate. Just, yeah. Really long. Twigs, basically. He's got a suit on. Yep. He looks like a really bad drawing of Agent 47 from Hitman. Yeah, he kind of does. He looks like <laughs> he looks like an alien. He does. He does like like if an alien came down, played a game, uh, you know, a couple of hours of Hitman, goes, I love that outfit. Yeah. And if you guys have never played Hitman, it's a video game where you actually play Hitman, and he looks like a right. humanized version of Slenderman. So he's got a black suit, tie, and he's bald. But he's supposed to be like over seven feet tall, too. Yeah. He's, he's extremely tall. Yeah, there's and and the thing that's probably the most terrifying, and I think we find this in a lot of different, uh, you know, mythologies and, and legends, is that one of the creepiest things about some of these legends and lores mm-hmm. is when it has no face. Yeah, he doesn't have a face, does he? You no, know, he is completely featureless. He looks like one of those like. When people design video games and they're, you're watching like a behind the scenes mm-hmm. of like the development of the creature. Yep. And it just looks like a Play-Doh kind of figure that's morphing around. Mm-hmm. That's what he looks like. Yeah. He looks like an unfinished NPC. Yeah. That's exactly. And, but, and the way he walks too, it's, it's kind of a saunter. Mm-hmm. But his legs stay straight as he walks. Yeah. He doesn't have knees. It kind of reminds you of that Skinwalker Legends. Yeah, is what if, if you ever seen right? Like, and they're they're obviously fake. I mean, you know, I would hope I would imagine. They're I fake. hope they're fake. But if you ever go on YouTube, you can actually search like you know Skinwalker you know footage. Yeah, and you see these entities walking through people's yards, and they look like the old like uh, from the uh, game Battletoads. Those things that you'd fight and their yeah. legs were straight. It looks like those. Have you seen that paranormal caught on camera show that I, mm-hmm. I, I, I watch it religiously. Oh, yeah. Somebody thought they saw a slender man walking through their backyard in the footage because he was super tall and the way he just walked and he looked straight at the camera and just walked through their drive through driveway. I'm like, Holy crap. And he was taller. When I stand up to like a minivan, I'm about even mm-hmm. my head. He was, a whole half another minivan taller. Really? That's how big he was. I mean, some of the, I mean, there's, um, I mentioned it before in other episodes, but there's a podcast I listen to called Astonishing Legends, and mm-hmm. they actually have a couple of episodes because they do like series. They do like, they'll do a topic and they'll like do three episode series. Yeah. And they did a series called The Tall Ones where they're talking about legends and lures of giants. And uh, the they had a guest on there and he was in, you would actually know the guest, and I do not remember his name, but he was the guy that was the really tall man in Men in Black and the original Men in Black. Oh, yeah? He was the special guest. Uh, Doug Jones? Maybe. Is it the guy that played Slender Man? <laughs> uh, maybe. But he actually did does, like, 
speeches and stuff and i think he actually wrote a book referring to like giants and tall people and and you know people who are unearthly tall really um nephilim yeah uh, yes, actually. That's another topic there in the Bible. We could talk about mm-hmm. them sometime, the yeah, Nephilim. Yeah, they actually, yeah, he refers to them quite a bit. and They're, they, they're cryptids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I guess they said, and I know we're off on a tangent. This is something that we do. If you guys listen to our podcast, you know that. It happens. Um, they say that there is a cave somewhere out west where there's skeletons where they and you can't. I mean, it, it's it's like on some ancient Indian. Is this recent? A recent story? Because I might have seen it. Fairly recent. Okay. But supposedly there's like skeletons of like giants, ten foot tall people. Yeah. Which is unreal. In the area that the Bible said they were in, too. Right. So. So that's anyway. something to think about. But we'll anyway. do an episode eventually. We got we got millions of topics we could talk about, but we can only do one a week. So. <laughs> right. So Slenderman, right. I would not want to hang out with this guy. No, because especially, um, well, I don't, I don't know. We're we're out of that demographic. He likes to target Kids. youngsters and young adults. Yeah, because their their minds are easily manipulated. Right. They don't know when you're a kid and you have like an imaginary friend, mm-hmm. and your imaginary friend tells you, "Go grab a knife. We're gonna kill somebody with it." You don't know the difference between, oh, maybe that's not a good idea or whatever. Well, he told me to, you know. Yeah. When you get older, though, me and you, we know the difference. We right. know it's wrong. But preteens, and this is why I'm bringing this up because this is the only, well, not the only, but one of the major cases of a cryptid. I guess we can classify him as a cryptid. Yeah. Influencing pop culture in such a way that it, Pretty much made a group commit attempted murder. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole, and we, and there's actually, we'll get into a lot of that where, um, actually, we can, there's the famous, probably the most famous one. It was in Wisconsin. Yeah. It was like two, t- 12, two girls. Yeah, yep. two 12 year old girls. And a popular girl. And a, yeah, popular girl. She was like 13 or something. Right. They took her out into the woods. One girl held the 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 other one down. Yep. And then the other girl takes a knife and Starts stabs her nineteen times. And then uh, if you watch the HBO documentary, the girl that was holding her down started to have regrets during the act. Mm-hmm. So she backs off, and you know, what are you doing? Just stop, stop! I don't want to do this. And the girl kept stabbing her. Yep. So after like the first couple stabs, she backed off. The girl kept stabbing her. Both of them. The girl that kept stabbing got life in prison. They almost did the death sentence. Well, as of right now, she is serving a maximum of 40 years in a mental institution. So right now, neither one of them are actually in jail. Oh, no. Okay. That's what it was. It wasn't a death sentence because they were minors. It was they were seeking the adult Yeah, they tried to the adults. Term, and then they knocked it down. Yeah. Yeah. Because what they did. Yeah. But what the other did, girl didn't get hardly... Three years of institutionalization compared to forty or yeah the yeah. the one that actually did the violent act herself right. has got forty which is the maximum you can do for someone that's being institutionalized right but it was so heinous and just crazy that they wanted to try this girl as an adult and just lock her up for life right which you well, know the girl didn't die I mean it's still a terrible thing yeah because 
it was the fact it was so heinous and the and and it was premeditated right so um they were wanting to go for first degree or second degree and they uh but they both pled guilty and the one that, that did stabbing, she pled guilty so they would actually reduce her sentence. And that's what they reduced it to is instead of time in prison, they would, she would have to do the maximum 40 years in an institution. Yeah. Um, but the other girl kind of ratted on her a little bit like, hey, I'll, she was the one that did it. I just stood there. Get her. And one of the girls, I can't remember which one it was. You want to hear the best sound in the world? For me, I thought you're going to be like those guys from that Yeah Betcha st- you know, channel. <laughs> yeah. Like, bush. But um, it's a Pepsi. So, but um, Pepsi. but one of the girls said that she talked to Lord Voldemort from Very oh Potter. God, and also one of the Ninja Turtles. So now whether she was she's trying to look crazy, right? Whether she's trying to cop out because now she realized she's in deep caca, yeah. so she doesn't want to go to prison because here because well she would probably do juvenile until she was eighteen and get moved to an adult facility, but she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So let's look as nuts as possible by saying that she talked to the Dark Lord and Harry Potter and then, you know, maybe Raphael from... Prison sucks. Mental asylums suck, but they're not as bad as prison. Well, yeah, I mean, you're probably not going to get... You don't have gang activity and, and Nazis and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're separated a lot more in mental asylums, too. Yeah, she's, she's going to be a lot safer in a mental institution most likely right. than is in a prison. So let's go back to, um, we jumped ahead a lot, but let's mm-hmm. go back to the origins sure. here. Yeah, we'll do the origins. So there, you there, I don't know if it's still a form or not, but there used to be a form and it was called something awful. An internet forum. Yep. Basically a chat board. Yeah. Yeah. And if some of you people who are old enough to remember the old time forums, and I say old time, like, but we were looking at it a decade ago. Google took those out of their search results. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yep. I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I can't tell you how many times I, you'd be looking for something like a movie. Let's say you love the movie. I want to watch a similar movie. What's a good similar movie? So you type in Google, what's a good similar movie? And you would get chats yep. and forums. You can't do that anymore. Nope. Why would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's so stupid, dude. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is if Google some, sucks. If you are old enough to remember chat forms and movie forms and stuff. So it was this online community where people would go on and they would post stuff. Yeah. Well, something awful was similar. And back in 2009, there was a man named Eric Knudsen. K-N-U-D-S-E-N. Yep. But online, he went by Victor Surge, which if you might, you might want to remember that name because it'll come up in reference. That's in a little bit. actually a badass name. It really is. It, it I, sounds like a video game. Yeah. Victor Surge. It sounds like the, he is the video game bad guy. Right. Uh, like he's like taking over like video game city or something. Yes. So in 2009, he creates this Center Man. And he's depicted as thin and naturally tall. And he's got these featureless face. And then depending on... Uh, well, actually, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but he's always no features in his face, no ears, no hair, and he is always wearing a black suit. He looks like one of those long aliens. Yep. Yeah, he does. No, a perfect. Yeah, like one of those, like um, what do they call them? Not grays. Kind of a gray, but the long, tall. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah. If you took like the like the 
stereotypical gray. It's stretched and stretched him like on a you know yeah. I don't know what they were called that medieval torture device the rack. Yeah, just stretching it like Plato, yep. like a like a like a stretch Armstrong. Or remember the Lex Luth Lex Luger torture rack in wrestling? Yeah. Put you on his shoulders. And <laughs> Lex Luger. Have you seen him recently? Oh yeah, he, he looks, looks like bad. the Crypt Keeper. Dude. He really does. Yeah. Sad. Didn't he have a stroke or something? No, he had. He was doing heroin and coke, oh, and man, that'll do it. He killed Miss Elizabeth too. Yeah, I forgot all about that. What a trash bag. <laughs> she was gorgeous. She was. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, so if you look. And like I said, maybe something awful still exists, and if it does, you can look it up. But stories of him would go, basically, he was stalking kids and young adults and traumatizing them. He terrorized them. Doesn't he live in the woods, too? Yeah, the, the, origin, the origin story that he, you know, is in the woods. That's where he uh, lives and thrives. Because he can kind of camo himself to look like a tree. Mm-hmm. And now... The thing about Slenderman is, yes, he was created by this man, but as creepypastas often do is they take up a life of their own. And because the internet being the way the internet is, the nature of it is other people started to take Slenderman and form their own stories around Slenderman. That's how creepypasta is. Yep. And these authors were careful enough to not paint him into a corner. So his motives were always a mystery. It's very unclear of what he wants, you know. Yeah, because I mean, because he doesn't really abduct people. Oh, he. I mean, that's the thing is, like in the stories, he does. Like, really? he'll just take children. Like there was actually a short audio clip I found on YouTube that I about a year and a half ago, where there's a nine one one call. Now, it's obviously a scripted thing. Yeah. There's an I-1 call. They said there was a, a, a scary guy. He's out running around, you know, around the house. And it's just the kids at home. The adults are at work. And and he's up against the windows. Now he's banging on the door. They're screaming. He gets in. And they're screaming. And all of a sudden, there's silence. And the I-1 operator's like, are you there? Are you there? And this really creepy voice comes in. It's dark. It's very demonic sounding. He goes, they're mine now. And then nothing. The 911 guy heard it? Yeah. Holy crap, dude. But, but like I said, I mean, it's obviously a fake, but it's very well done. Yeah. But it's very eerie and you're listening to it. And like I said, you have to suspend disbelief. That's why the horror genre works. See, in the HBO, I keep hearkening to the HBO because I got most of my information about him from that. Um... They talk a lot about how he he shows up. Let's say you're walking home from school. Mm-hmm. He'll show up in the woods and he'll watch you. Mm-hmm. You're looking out your window. He'll be in there. He'll be in the woods watching you, and he starts to manipulate you by by scaring you, mm-hmm. but not hurting you. Right. So then you start to trust him, and then he starts to kind of want you to do things for him. Right kind of like offerings mm-hmm. right and that's what happened with these girls right they started to basically they wanted to kill that girl as a sacrifice to slender man they were hoping by killing her that they would be offered as uh that he would offer to ha- have them serve as proxies right and therefore 
they would be under his control. They would be eternal and they would be Mm -hmm. free from death and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. It's like a vampire. Kind of. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, you go to back to the origins and speaking of vampires, have you seen what we do in the shadows? The not movie? yet. And I want to, Oh so my bad. God, dude, watch that movie. I want to. Yeah. I want to see the series. Too. The movie is way better. Really? Yeah. It's so funny. So I, I, I've seen previews for the series and it looks so good. It is, but the movie way better. Magnificent. I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah. So, um, so you have these other authors, they take off and, but like I said, they don't paint him into a corner. They keep his motives a mystery. They keep kind of like the hows and whys a mystery. And even the victims themselves never know what cultural boundaries they've crossed or how they violate them. So it's all, that's the part that's the most terrifying is the fact that some way, somehow these people have garnered his attention and they don't know why or how he's just, out of nowhere and they're like I just did my everyday thing so why is he mad at me yeah. and that kind of opens up the can of worms for them as into this or is he mad you know he could be like a trickster where he just takes pleasure in oh those girls killed somebody right. <laughs> and he runs off yeah. you know and, and that could be part of the mythos behind it is like yeah. maybe it's just him manipulating and that's what that, but again his motives are unclear or Maybe he doesn't exist in a physical form. He's the manifestation of your intent to harm. Right. Right? Could be. He is, whenever you have negativity towards someone or hatred, he appears and he's just the manifestation of that. Well, that's what these authors do is depending on who's writing the story, you know, the, it is that it, it, He's attacking you based on whatever your fear is. Right. So that's how these authors have written it. And I think in a lot of ways, these authors are basing Sunderman and his motives on their stories on their actual fears is what my theory is. Because, I mean, a lot of that's how a lot of authors write horror, you know, fiction writers write. Stephen King. Yeah. All of his books are based off his childhood, basically. That's what he knows best. Yeah, I mean, that's how a lot of these guys do is like, what scares me? Well, we're going to make this monster, this creature, this story based on what scares me. Movies are like that, too. Steven Spielberg made E.T. about his parents' divorce. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, I mean, and that's what gives credence and makes things so relatable. What's fascinating to me, though, is... People didn't see E.T. and then just decide they want to try to ride a bike into space. Right. But people hear about the Slender Man, and they're so influenced by him that they want to go kill somebody. Right. It's, what is it about him? It's Again, I think it's the mythos. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So... The fiction relating to Slender Man encompasses a lot of media, and there was actually a video series called Marble Hornets, where he's known as the operator. Um, the characters appear in the video game Slender, the Eight Pages, Slender the Arrival, and inspiring for those of you who are video game nuts, the Enderman in Minecraft. Which I'll, that's the Slender Man. Yes. Which as soon as like, because like my boys said something about Enderman, I'm like, what? What the heck is that? And they're like, it's a Minecraft. And they showed like me the him. Enderman. I'm like, that looks like Slenderman. But they're aliens. But yeah, it looks just like him. Yeah. I play Minecraft like crazy. Yeah. So. So that's where they got the, the inspiration. That's insane. Slenderman, which I mean, the name is literally the knockoff. I mean. Yeah, but 
Because you're in the Ender region. Right. But Slenderman, the Endermen don't hurt you. Right. They they watch you, which, yeah. Right. And they'll mess with your stuff. Right. Like if you build something, they'll come and steal blocks from it and stuff. Right. Oh my God. See? See? That's awesome. There's the direct correlation yeah. from, from one uh, social. That is really cool, dude. Uh, you know, popular culture thing into another where they, yeah. you know, the inspirations. That's really cool. Um, <clears throat> so then he even appeared in a film adaptation of Marvel Hornets where he's portrayed by Doug Jones. So there's your giant, the same guy that was in a, uh, men in black. He was in Pan's labyrinth. Yes. He, he's been in a ton of stuff. Dude. Oh yeah. If he's like you, a character actor that does makeup. He, yeah. You, you know. guys, if you guys want to know anything about the tall ones, like I said, go to yeah. astonishing legends, look up that one. And it's very informative. And he's on there talking about, it. I mean, cause who else better to talk about tall ones than a tall one? Than Doug Jones. Right. He's this, been in hundreds of movies. Yes. Dressed this, like, you know, cause he's just the tall lanky guy. Yeah, He stands like, what is it? Seven and a half foot tall. Yeah. But, He's also a very, very nice, genuine guy. Yeah, he, yeah. Because so. to listen to him on the Asasha Legends episode, it's, it was like, this guy seems like a dude you could just have a very genuine conversation right. with. He's very down to earth. And even that's what a lot of people that have met him have even commented online about how willing he was to talk to people, uh, fans, and like answer their questions and yeah. give, because he's into the whole education aspect of, who he is as a person and what he does and his educational format that he does in particular. And he knows he's fortunate because he's not, he doesn't look like an actor. He was just born with the physique to do those kind of things. Yeah. So it's like, I kind of lucked out. I shouldn't be here. You right. Know? So it's, so yeah, he, he was, he was the man. Um, and the film Slender Man, where he was portrayed by Javier Botet. It's a terrible movie though. I've by not the way. seen it. I actually didn't even know it existed till it's just now. It's a horrible movie. So, Again, we'll go back to the panic. There was a moral panic in 2014 after the uh, the killings in, in Wisconsin, or this, the attempted killing in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, and the the girl that was stabbed was 12, not 13, so that was my fault. But, um, so anyway, uh, so that created a panic and, and the sheriff was like, you know, that just go, you know, needs to prove to parents that, Hey, there's a lot of really dark and wicked things on the internet and you parents need to be aware of what your kids are doing when they're online. Yeah. Which really helped awaken the whole, we need to monitor our kids online. But some of it too, for most parents, it's just like, Oh, my kid's being creative. He's writing a little story. Like that's cool, man. They didn't look too far into it, you know? Right. I mean, and that's the thing is like, especially with your preteen kids and your tween kids is that you really need to be careful because yeah. they're, they're in that stage where they're, they're not toddlers or not little school age children anymore, right. but they're not adults and their minds are in that formative stage of still trying to figure out reality. But see, if I had a kid, um, and I caught him writing a short story about a scary creature, I would just congratulate him and, and and just be like, yeah, he's being creative. He's not out doing drugs. You know, he's he's being creative, and I applaud you for that. I, 
Right, and that would be my my take as well. It's like that's really cool. I mean, because when yeah. I was twelve years old, I mean, I was I wasn't writing creepy stuff. I mean, I was doing a lot of poetry. But I wrote a lot of creepy stuff just because I thought it was fun. Right. But I never went out and killed anybody. And I know? think that that would be. But I mean, you again had parents that were involved, and they were like, "Okay," and I'm sure they were yeah. like, "Okay, you understand what you're doing is based in." Or they had taught storytelling. Me, they taught me enough to to where I knew. Right. That this isn't real and, and all that stuff. Right. It's just, it's like the Stephen King effect. It's just fun to be scared and, and to do well, yeah. that kind of stuff, you know? Absolutely. And, so, I mean, yeah, because I mean, you can write your own stories and still creep yourself out. Right. Now, I'm sure if I went back and read them, though, it would, I should try to find some because I'm sure they would just be absolutely cheesy. Right. Just terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> we, again, we're still diving into the origins just a little bit. So, Victor Surge, also known as Eric Knudsen or Knudsen, was inspired to create Son of Man from a lot of different sources. There was Zach Parsons at Insidious Beast, Stephen King's The Mist, which if you've ever read that short story or seen the movie or the series, holy crap. I love that movie. If you ever get the time, read the short story. I've read it. Have you read it? Oh, yeah. That was incredible. The movie was done perfect. And. The short and, and it doesn't matter if you watched the little series they did here a couple years ago, saw the movie, or read the short. We can all agree it's an extremely messed up piece, though. Yeah, extremely messed up, especially the ending. Oh, especially the ending. There's no hope. Um, uh, reports of shadow people. We've talked about shadow people on on the show before. Um, the Mothman. <gasps> did you say the Mothman? It's our Harbinger of Doom, right? And the Mad Gaster of Mattoon. Sounds like a Batman villain. Never heard of it. The Mad Gasser. Sounds like he farts. He farts. Yeah, <laughs> so, it does. Sounds like there's just a guy walking around just farting. It, you like, remember that video game for like Super Nintendo or Nintendo? And one of them would fart. It was like two guys. It was like Toe Jam and Earl or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh something my goodness, like that. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. That took me back. So other inspirations, which might be obvious to some, would be H.P. Lovecraft. The master of horror. Yes. The king of horror. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's like the godfather of horror. He created the Kraken. (laughs) Yes. um, And, of course, Cthulhu. Cthulhu. That's what I meant. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves Cthulhu. Metallica's influenced by Cthulhu. Yes. Yeah. Um, You also have the tall man from the 1979 movie Phantasm. Do you ever just play Call of Cthulhu? Cthulhu. Yes. While you're, like, cleaning and just kind of frolic around the house while it's playing <laughs> I, I love that song i do Call too man I mean, what's there not to love i, mean, I love their instrumentals awesome yeah like orion yes i love that song i like their version of um ecstasy of gold yeah every song they've ever done yes I, you can shoot me but i love every song they've ever done i you know a lot of i know see our famous tangents yeah um i loved not necessarily the album I love Sa Anger. I did too. That was such an awesome song. It was a raw, aggressive, like, we're back. We're not going to take shit from anybody. Ooh, yeah, you know? I, I liked it. My, my yeah. brother bought it. And, and the trash can, like, people say the drums sound like trash cans. It sounded like they were playing in prison. It sounded like they were playing with whatever instruments they had around them. It was supposed to be a raw album. It, it was. wasn't supposed to be the. It, it was. The album was literally called St. Anger. Yeah. It was supposed to be aggressive, and it was. And I think people, people like, came around to it. At first, people hated it. Mm-hmm. I think now people kind of came around to it. Well, I think what – I th- and if you 
if you go on to like say Metallica's Facebook page mm-hmm. and you look at comments to some of the stuff they post, all oh, they sold out or all men are, it's like if you have a band that's been around for 40 years, like Metallica, has, yeah. like what, what was their debut was like in 78. I think they yeah. opened for Van Halen or something or Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. Was it Ozzy? Yeah. So they opened for Ozzy. You have a band that was like around since 78, 79. Okay. They're not going to sound the exact same from, uh, you know, their master of puppet days to they would 2020. Suck. No one would want to listen to the same stuff every album. That's why, you, you know, I mean, I, I'm an ACDC fan. Like, yeah. I, but literally every song sounds like it came from the exact same year. That's why I don't care for ACDC that much. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's a lot of songs I like. I like change. I like them to grow yes. as musicians. But the whole thing about this is a long tangent. I don't care. We're back in the studio, so woohoo. When people use the term they sold out, I look at those people like you're an immature idiot and you don't understand, you know, monetization and trying to make a living. Well, Metallica, they went from garage band to being offered money. Who wouldn't take the money? I always see it when you get to send these like metal bands and even some like power metal bands that uh-huh. even that I like. And they're like, oh, well, Metallica, you know, Mike, you're just jealous of the the fact that they are these massive successes. They are the greatest heavy metal band, you know. To ever exist. Yeah. I mean, because they have such a success and yeah. they're not afraid to experiment with, with, with the, you know, not changing their sound, but experimenting with different methods and different. And they've stayed true to who they are, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, there, there are some things about not necessarily the band, but like, we'll say Lars. Yeah. That I'm not necessarily a big fan of. I think he's definitely grown and matured a lot though. Mm. Now I think they're all pretty different now, but, but anyway, I, I love, I like the black album. Oh, I like all of them, dude. I like all albums, but death magnetic and you know, their newer stuff sounds just like their old stuff. When people are like, it doesn't sound the same. It sounds exactly like ride the lightning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had death magnetic. I love that album. It was really good. And the new one. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Had the two CDs anyway. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I digress. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But um, anyway, so yeah, so HP Lovecraft and then uh, survival horror games like Silent Hill and Resident Evil. And the intention from, and this is a straight co- uh, quote from, from Victor Surge, is to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which caused unease and terror in a general population. So his intent was to make Slenderman as vague as possible so that way your terror was never confined. Yeah. Like it literally it's was up to in the interpretation. Exactly. Interpretation, open interpretation of a creature whose boundaries was unknown, whose yeah. violations were unknown, whose motivations were unknown. And that way anyone from any walk of life could instantly to be terrorized because you don't know you're you're not safe yeah it's not like freddy krueger okay well if i fall asleep i'm screwed and you don't know what he wants yeah that's what makes it even creepier yeah if you knew what he wanted you either have what he wants or you don't or you could appease him right right so i mean and it's i mean that's the thing is you don't know. I mean, and even at the end of the stories, it might end in abduction. But what happened? 
okay, they're abducted, but were they killed? Were they used as slaves? What, what was the intent? You don't know. All you know is that now these people are missing. What if he abducts and sends them back as changelings? Ooh. Well, now we don't know. Have so, we ever talked about changelings? No. We should do that. We should. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever talked about changelings. Those before. are fascinating. Um, so... Other pre-existing fictional origin creatures that are uh, similar would be like the gentlemen, which are black-suited, pale, bald demons from Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, Hush, if you've ever watched that from back in the day. Yeah, Buffy. Um, Buffy had it going on. Mm -hmm. Everybody's crush, like... Buffy. Sarah, um, crap. What was her name? Sarah, Mich Sarah, Sarah Michelle, Michelle Gellar. Gellar. Yes. Yep. Mm. Buffy. So... Uh, and also inspired from Men in Black. And no, not the movies, but... The real ones. The the ones that we actually talked about the very first episode that we did. Oh, our first episode, which was about a year ago. About Yeah, almost a little over a year That's ago. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go forward a little bit. Where, uh, like, there's a woman that actually said that she thinks that some of the similarities between Slenderman and, say, other cryptids would be that of fairies, which where they adopt kids, that their motives are difficult to grasp. Are we the talking like Tinkerbell are, fairies or like the little mean jerk fairies? Little mean jerk fairies. Yeah. You know, not the, you know, not the sparkly ones. Right. Not the, not the Hollywood ones. I don't think there ones. are any good fairies. I think they're all mean, right? Like in real... I think, the, I think the gay community would be very angry at you right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Way to go. I'm sorry. There goes a quarter of our listenership right there. <laughs> it doesn't tell us like <laughs> like in our in our <laughs> breakdowns of demographics. It's like right. from Franklin, from you know, it tells us all that stuff. What if it told us like straight <laughs> like we're taking a census report? Yeah. It's like, oh no. <laughs> it's like anchor, how did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> right. I love I love gay people. Okay. I do. I love them deep in my heart. The same that I do straight people. So, anyway. So, so Slender Man went viral and he spawned numerous fan art, cosplay, uh, obviously on fiction, known as creepypastas, which we already touched on. And again, we've already talked about the Something Awful thread. We've talked about, apparently there was a username on, on the forum, my throw up, which I guess is supposed to be a play of throw up, which is gross. Wait, we're... What page are you looking at that? Uh, early development right here. Okay. I jumped ahead some of the really long-winded, relevant stuff. Okay. No, that's okay. Because um, some of it is kind of just goes on a little bit. So no, it's, it's kind of repetitive. It is. Um, so he actually created folklore from the 16th century Germany involving a character called Der Grossmann. Oh, okay. Throw up. Yeah. Henry David Throw. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, because that's how his name was spelled. Yeah. I'm a genius. There you go. I don't even read. Yeah, I, yeah. But I mean, like I said, I think he's trying to do the play of, you know, throw and then throw, like throw up. Like yeah. What? I'm sure Henry David Throw would be very impressed. Would be very happy that he used yeah, his name that, that way. Would be his, that would be his legacy right there. Yeah. Not, you know, the works of art that he the produced. Beautiful, his, amazing works of art. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, his. You know, his writing's just forgotten. 
But this guy throw a lot. <laughs> so he uh, implied to be an early reference to Slender Man. And the first video series involving the Slender Man evolved from a post on the Something Awful thread you, uh, by user Sagars, which is a play on cigars. These people are very apparently very clever. How do these jackasses <laughs> like get their own Wikipedias? You would imagine like, listed like their usernames. It's hard to take them seriously. You know? I'm guessing there's a lot of weed involved. Yeah, I guess like, like oh, this is so deep just, and so clever. It's hard to take them seriously when it's like Ninja Boy sixty nine said, and that's in the Wikipedia. It's like, <laughs> come on. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's it's people who like smoke weed and they. Like incorporate it into their personality, and they don't know their real name either, so they have to use their right. username. It's just you know what I mean. It's right. silly. So they actually tell a fictional film school friend named Alex Crayley, who stumbled upon something troubling while shooting his first feature-length project, Marble Hornets, which we discussed earlier. The video series, published in found footage style on YouTube, forms an alternate reality game describing the filmer's fictional experiences with the Slender Man. The ARG also incorporates a Twitter feed with an alternate YouTube channel created by a user named, holy crap, Tothrick? T-O-T-H-E-A-R-K. So, Tothrick. Tothrick? I don't know. I don't know. I'm giving up on usernames, man. This sucks. So, as of 2013, Rebel Hornets had over 250,000 subscribers around the world, had received 55 million views. Other Sunderman themed YouTube series followed, including Everyman Hybrid and Tribe. Twi- oh my God. Tribe 12. Oh, excuse me. It's been a long day. So, anyway, there you go. They adapted it into a video game, which I have played. Was it good? No, it wasn't good. It was oh. one of those where it's like you're walking around a house, it's all dark, there's woods, and you see him, and then he chases you around, and if he touches you, you're dead. It was a jump scare game. Oh, okay. It's like a... one level. I'm like, that sounds terrible. It's not bad. It's, it's for one jump scare. That's You would pay 20 bucks to get one jump scare. What? That's that's like going to a haunted house, and there might be one boogeyman. It's made for kids, you oh, know. Okay, well, uh, all right, pre-teens. Fine. You know the kind of kids that they go see Annabelle in the theater, oh, and yeah. they sit there and they talk the whole time, yeah. and then Annabelle pops or a ghost pops up on screen and they scream, and then they go back to talking. Yes, that's what that game was made for. Oh, they don't know the plot of the movie. They can't tell you the characters' names or anything. They just want to jump. And then suck face with each other. Ew. That's what they do. Oh, that's true. I don't miss going to the movie theater at all. Mm-mm. Nope. Not even a little. Like, this whole COVID thing has been... <laughs> it hasn't been awesome. But <laughs> <laughs> it's been nice being able to rent stuff on demand bef- before having to go to the theater. No, I agree with that. That is awesome. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, our tangents... I don't care. I don't care either. This is what, this is, this is part of what we do. Yeah. Uh, So the fictional mythology was evolved without an official canon. And I think almost this was done on purpose again, because of the creepypasta era that it was based in is that literally any author, any writer can adapt his motives and habits and abilities on based on what they want to convey. He is most commonly described as being very tall and thin 
and that's your long tentacle-like arms or merely tentacles. So there might be, so there is literally fan art all over the internet. And sometimes you'll see Slender Man with like long gangly arms and sometimes just like four tentacles coming out of his back or side. My printer messed up on that part and I thought it said testicle-like arms. (laughs) 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 Anyway. (laughs) Oh, that's a different monster. Remember that dude? Remember that dude? You ever see that Bigger, Stronger, Faster documentary? Yes. Remember that dude who was using steroids and he was injecting them into his arm and he used a dirty needle over and over? Yes. And he got like an infection to where his arm was just a blob yes <laughs> that's what i thought of oh. <laughs> stupid bodybuilders yeah way to go um <laughs> now i got this image stuck in my head testicle arms okay Yuck. where were we i don't remember now <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so oh. Oh, so so he can extend or intimidate his prey with these tentacles. And in most stories, his face is white and featureless, but occasionally his face appears to anyone who sees it. So based on who sees it. So he does have a face. It's just shrouded. It looks that way. And sometimes he has the ability to teleport. Um, just like Jason. See, and I read this and it made me think of Black Eyed Kids. If you remember, that was our second episode. Yeah. Where it says that he is said to trigger in his victims slender sickness which is can be a rapid onset of paranoia nightmares and delusions accompanied by nosebleeds now if you guys remember if you guys have been listening long enough or even gone back in our library and listened to previous episodes where we talked about black-eyed kids and if you invite them in these people have become sick whether that's cancer or just illness nausea vomiting it kind of reminds me of that um, again, here's some repetitive stuff, repetitive stuff. Talk about Marble Horns some more. So apparently Cinnamon even has his own symbol, which if you are comic book fans, it's a circle with an X that goes through it. Like, I'm not too familiar with it. X-Men? Oh, X-Men. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant Slenderman has no. his own symbol. Yeah, it says, yeah, he's got his own symbol, which is a okay. circle with an X through it, which makes you think of... X-Men. I was guilty at looking down on my phone for a second. I apologize. Oh, my gosh. It happens, right? So why is he popular? Well, he's popular for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Andrew Peck. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, he's got a very dude. normal name. I don't know why I'm laughing at it. I don't know. I'm not high, dude. I, I Because it's Peck. Yeah. So, because of the character and its motives are shrouded in mystery, users can easily adapt any existing trope of Slenderman and imagery to create a new story. So, it's, it, you know, it's just this open-endedness. And, I, and again, we think we, we said that earlier, it's so open-ended that you could, any author and writer can adapt yeah. that story to whatever fear they, they want. They can change it, whatever they want it. Um, now, although nearly... All users understand that Slenderman is not real. They again yeah. we like spin disbelief. Freddy Krueger's not real. Right. You go and you watch Friday the thirteenth, we understand that Jason Voorhees is not real. Is not living at the bottom of you know a lake. Did you see though that they built a hundred foot or something like that statue of Jason Voorhees in a lake? Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. Can you imagine making a statue and like what are you guys doing with it? Put the bottom of this lake. You're Could like, you imagine going to the town council with that idea? 
<laughs> Can you imagine if you went to Edinburgh Town Council? Hey, I got a hundred foot statue. We want to put it in the bottom of the reservoir here. Yeah. They'd be like, Yeah, it's like, and because I mean, you think like, you know, there's no body of water. Like, like, hey, look, we want to put the statue of Jason Voorhees at the bottom of the gravel pits. Like, yeah. Are no, nuts? <laughs> we want to, we want to put this statue of what's his name? Something, the Pruitt guy. Oh, Pleasant Pruitt. <laughs> Pleasant Pruitt in the bottom of the lake. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pleasant Pruitt. Cause well, he's the closest thing we have to Jason Voorhees. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, and town council like, okay, these guys are obviously drunk. Yeah. Or they just be like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, are you guys serious? We are deadly serious. <laughs> That is amazing, though, how that came to be, yeah. you know? And someone's like, this is a good idea. Let's, let's I mean, do it. I wonder if it's at the actual lake, if there is even an actual lake. Camp Crystal Lake? If it's real. Oh. I don't know if it's real. I don't think so. I don't know. But, yeah, the fact that someone did that and put it at the bottom of water, like, we just I have put, to applaud humanity, though. I think that is a very cool thing. Yeah. Because someone's going to, like, in, like, a hundred years, someone's going to be scuba diving. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's going <laughs> to, the water level is going to go down 10,000 years from now, and they're going to see it and be like, this is what humans were like. <laughs> they're going to, this is scary. What God were they worshiping? Yeah. Oh, my God. A creepy one with a big knife. Oh, man. Um, so, again, we suspend disbelief. And this adds to the sense of authenticity to Southern Man Legends, and it blurs the line between what's real and what's not. And again, this is what the whole basis of horror is, is that we suspend a disbelief and that way we blur those lines. But here's where it gets weird. So only five months after the creation of Slenderman, now some of you might be familiar with the show, Coast to Coast AM, which is where... Art Bell. Art Bell created it and now it's hosted by George Nori. Okay. Art, Art Bell, Bell did, died, Art, Yeah, he? he died a few years back. Okay. Um, so if you're familiar with Coast to Coast, that's where a lot of these paranormal podcasters have actually gotten their inspiration. Jim Harold. It's will, very similar to the Howard Stern show. Very. It's not as goofy and like porno-ish as Howard Stern. Yeah, it's very... Um, Tabloidy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would be like if you were to pick up, uh, say, a, an issue of The Inquirer and and... But you're hearing it. But they talk about paranormal. They talk about uh, UFOs. They talk about ghosts. They talk about everything like Skinwalker Ranch. Right. They talk about it all. But they even did. Is a, that the only thing they focus on? Is like paranormal stuff. Um. Or just do they talk about like weird events and stuff? And they all talk that? about weird stuff too. Like they talk okay. about like the. They even talked about the um, the the Navy video or the. But they, well, the Navy didn't actually call it a UFO. They called it something else. So they don't get political or anything? There's been some political stuff. Yeah. But it's not to that degree. Okay. Like at all. I gotcha. Um, although George Norrie does try to take it that way sometimes. He he is no Art Bell. We'll say that. Okay. okay? Not saying George Art Nori. Bell was like a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Hey, he, I mean... On a, on a Howard Stern level, yeah. You know? I'm, not, I'm not trying to discredit George Nori. I mean, he's. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, but I mean, he he does put his own spin on the show that some people don't like. But it is what it is. I don't like it, politics mixed in with stuff. If I'm going to watch something, I want either that or politics. Right. You right. know. But um. But 
so George Norrie actually did, you know, where, cause sometimes they'll talk about, and then of course they do the call in feature. Yeah. And they actually devoted an entire episode of paranormal conspiracy theories and began receiving callers asking about Slenderman. So this is five months after the creation. This is how big it exploded is five months after the creation of Slenderman. People are calling in to coast to coast AM talking about it. And I'm sure George Norrie was like, what? Yeah. I mean, he may have known about it by this point. I don't know. I don't. I haven't actually listened to that episode. I'd be interested. I, I've never. Li- I know about it, but I've never listened to Check it. Check it out, dude. It's probably on YouTube, isn't it? Uh, yes, and you can actually go to iHeartRadio, and they have the best of Coast to Coast. Oh yeah, which is like little like five and ten minute snippets. Did you ever Still listen to cool. Opie and Anthony? Yes. Oh my god. Yes, I did. One of my favorite ever. Oh yeah, but. Anyway, some of you guys, old paranormal po- uh, podcasters, like I said, if you guys listen to Jim Harold, he references uh, Coast to Coast all the time. He actually will sometimes guest host on Coast to Coast, but I've listened to Coast to Coast for years and I love it. Is that, is that on? Uh, if you listen to it live, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning. What's it on? Is it FM? <sighs> Or is it like on satellite radio now? It's it's on like your on your dial. Is like, it yeah. okay? All right. I, I can't remember what station. I didn't know it. if they moved it to Sirius or whatever. Well, like I said, you could pick it up. Um, I they have a website, so you can stream from there. Okay, but there's ways to do it. Like you well, could Google good it. To know. Hey, you're welcome for the free plug, George Nori. <laughs> no kidding. Um, so two years later, the Minneapolis Star Tribune described his origins as difficult to pinpoint. Which is not hard to do if you know how to Google search because Eric Knudsen is the freaking author. Yeah. Um, so Eric Knudsen actually commented that many people, despite understanding that the Slenderman was created on the Something Off forums, still entertain the possibility that he might be real. So now Knudsen is like, y'all really, you know, in a very polite way of doing it, is basically saying, guys, I created the whole thing. Well, it's like... <laughs> It's like Columbine, and then Marilyn Manson gets blamed. And he's like, <laughs> I didn't even do dude, I, I wrote a song. Yeah, he's like, I didn't even do this. Yeah. Like, so Shira Chess, who we talked about a little bit, although I didn't name her by name, uh, says that Slenderman is a metaphor for helplessness, power differentials, and anonymous forces, which she'd be right. And Peck, which we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, says that Slitterman is a parallel between common anxieties about the digital age, such as feelings of constant connectedness, the unknown third-party observation, and similarly, Ty Van Horn, a writer for The Elm, has suggested that the Slitterman represents modern fear of the unknown. In an age flooded with information, people have become so unaccustomed to ignorance that they now fear what they cannot understand. I think they're going pretty deep with this. I mean, in my opinion, it's just a guy in the woods, man. Well, I mean, and that's... And, and <laughs> They're then, getting philosophical on this. And, and that's the thing is, like, you literally had the author going, it's a guy that I made to terrify people right. on a form in 2009. He probably was on the computer. He wrote the character up, hit submit, and then played some PlayStation and went to bed. Yeah, probably. That's probably exactly what happened. Yep. And people have taken off with it, so... So we talked about the Wisconsin stabbing and we're going to get into a little deeper about it. So May 31st, 2014, 
two very tw- recent. I remember this on the news. Yes. Yeah. Two 12-year-old girls in Wisconsin held down and stabbed another 12-year-old classmate 19 times. And when they were questioned by it about it, they reportedly claimed that they wished to commit a murder as a first step to becoming proxies for the Slender Man. What? How did... 19 times? Like, did they use a thumbtack? Well, that's what I understand. How do you survive that? She survived, yeah, 19 stabbings, which means... Gosh! You really... I mean, it must suck to suck. You have to miss <laughs> every major organ, you know? Right. Or the knife is so small that penetration isn't an issue. Sharon Tate was stabbed less than that. Yeah. Which, by the way, to be clear, if you guys are saying that uh, Charles Manson is a serial killer, he's not. No. Just to clarify. Since he brought up Sharon Tate. What do you call it? A leader. A cult leader. Yeah. But what do you call the guy who... Ringleader. Puppet master. Orchestrator. Orchestrator. Yeah. My brain is dumb. Yeah, I'm like, we're, we're playing trades and I lost. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they, they, they kill her or they sorry. They tried Thank to God kill her. He's dead though. Right. Yeah. So they tried to kill this girl 19 times. They stabbed her. She survives. And the, how she was found is after she stabbed, she actually crawls out of the woods by a roadway where a cyclist sees her phones for help. And she's survived. Gosh, dude. That must have been absolutely horrifying for that girl. Well, yeah. Because you're just thinking, I'm going to die. The next time I take a breath, I'm going to die. Yeah, I mean, and here's this girl just over top of you, manically stabbing you. Gosh, dude. So both attackers were diagnosed with mental illness, but have also been charged as adults and are each facing up to 65 years in prison. One of the girls reported that a Slenderman watches her, can read minds, and can teleport. Now, experts testified in court that she was that that uh, she conversed with Lord Voldemort. We talked about this in one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ray Fines, Ray Fines oh, yeah, himself, like, yeah. Ralph Fines showed up yeah. to talk to her. I mean, that'd be cool. But. Schindler's List, <laughs> Ralph Fiennes, married to Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. Ray Fiennes. Yeah. He's innocent. And Q on James Bond. He's too busy with goop. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He wasn't there. On August 1st, 2014, she was found incompetent to stand trial, and her prosecution was suspended until her condition approved. On November 12th of the same year, her doctor said that, yep, her condition is approved enough for her to stand trial. And on December the 19th of that year, the judge ruled that both girls were competent to stand trial. At least they were tried separately. Yeah. Because when you try to try them together, it never ends well. No, ever. In August 2015, the presiding judge ruled that the girls would be tried as adults. They were tried separately in August 21st, 2017. So see how long this has taken. Very long. One of the girls, who is now 15, pled guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide that claimed that she was not responsible for actions on grounds of insanity. Although prosecutors... A line that she knew what she was doing was wrong. The jury determined that she was mentally ill during the attack. She will spend at least three years in mental hospital. And on December 21st, the county circuit judge, Michael Barron, sentenced Wire, then 16 years old, to be hospitalized for 25 years from the date of the crime, which would keep her institutionalized until the age of 37. So she's got a while. Is that the one that stabbed her? No. 
Okay, so that's the other girl that watched. Right. Okay. In a statement to the media on June 4th, 2014, and we alluded to this prior to the recording of the episode, the Eric Knudsen, who is uh, the Victor creator. Surge, yeah. who created uh, Sunderman, said, I'm deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin, and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act. He stated he would not be giving interviews on the matter. Well, yeah. More, He's just a guy. Yeah. He, he didn't do anything yeah. wrong. Because here's a guy that, like, literally like a decade before... Almost, well, um, I, well, quite not a decade. Yeah. But in 2009, he just creates his creepy posse. He's having fun. He's an, he's writing on his form. He, you know, he's just having a good time, creating this random story. And now all of a sudden, these girls are committing a murder. So here's, I guess, your little true crime aspect to our little. Yeah. Um, so, um, and I alluded to that with air quotations, like you people can see that, but um. <laughs> <laughs> what is? So they they stab this girl to appease a fake paranormal entity, right? <clears throat> so you know, well, it's like if I right now tied you up in your chair and I said, "This isn't getting sexual. Don't worry, it's not getting sexual." Okay, mm. I tie you up in your chair and I say, "You're not leaving here." Now I'm and, offended. <laughs> yeah. I went from being scared to offended. You're not leaving here until you write a novel, and then I cut your Achilles tendons, and I stab you, and all that stuff. And then I say, I get caught, right? You escape, and I get caught, and I say, it's because I read Misery by Stephen King. I was going to say. This is the same concept. Yeah. Right? Right. Stephen King had nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. Or Kathy Bates. Or Kathy Bates. Yep. But <laughs> I would never do that to you, though. I appreciate that. Yeah. Just, anyway. Just on the record, I like all my appendages in the position they're currently right. at. Right. Right? So, um, so in t- September 25, or, oh, my God. September 25, 2017. Jesus. It was reported that Morgan Geyser, so she's the one that actually tried to kill this chick had agreed that she would plead guilty and attempt to commit first-degree homicide in an arrangement that would allow her to avoid jail time. In terms of the arrangement, Geyser would remain at the mental hospital where she had been staying for the past two years for at least a further three years. And it was reported by the Associated Press on February 1st of 2018 that she was now sentenced to 40 years in the Wisconsin Mental Hospital, the maximum sentence of So the arrangement is, all right, fine, no jail time, but for 40 years you're going to be at this mental which, by the way, has been... We've, I think we may have said in previous episodes where we've talked about sanitariums. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, or at least mental asylums. The longer you're there, even though you may not be actually mentally incapacitated, the longer you're there in these facilities, the more likely you will be by the time you leave. Yeah. I mean, she'll be out, she'll probably be out in 20 years, 15, probably. maybe. They're not going to keep her there 40 years. She's a kid. They're going to, the sad thing is, heinous crimes like this, the longer the time goes by, they're kind of forgotten. They kind of, they lose their shock and awe. Right. And this girl that they stabbed, you know, fortunately she didn't die, first of all. So with her not dying, the crime is not going to be as serious down the road. Right. Even though it is, people aren't going to take it as serious. Right. And then they're going to come up for parole or whatever. Oh, they stabbed a girl, but she lived. They're acting fine now. Let's let them out. Right. That's what's going to happen. So I we, guarantee you. Right. 
So we talked about the moral panic that happened after this. And now we're going to talk about a little bit about the other incidents that have happened around Slenderman. So after hearing the story, an unidentified woman from Cincinnati, Ohio, told a WLWT-TV reporter in June 2014 that her 13-year-old daughter had attacked her with a knife and had written a macabre fiction, some involving Slenderman, who the mother said motivated the attack. On September 4th, September 4th of 2014, a 14-year-old girl in Port Ritchie, Florida, set her family's house on fire while her mother and 9-year-old brother were inside. Police reported that the teenager had been reading online stories about Centerman and about a manga. Manga? How's that pronounced? Manga. Manga? It's a a Japanese um, comic book. Okay. Called Soul Eater. Eddie Daniels of the Pasco County Sheriff's Office said the girl had visited the website that contains a lot of the Slenderman information and stories, and it would be safe to say there's a connection to that. Did you, read, did you know Japanese manga, they read backwards? Really? They read it like that instead of the other way around. That's nuts. Isn't that nuts, dude? That seems... I don't... I it's just the way can, they do it. I can do it. I don't know. So apparently, I tried it with the Punisher comics once, and it spoiled it because it's like he killed the whole mafia before it even started. Yeah, and then it's all like, of a sudden, you know, they're coming back okay. to life. Yeah. <laughs> they're zombies. Yeah, get them, Frank. <laughs> so apparently, in 2015, there was an epidemic of suicides uh, from people from the age of 12 to 24 at the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, and Slenderman was cited as an influence. The Oglala Sioux tribe president noted that many Native Americans actually believe in a suicide spirit similar to the Slender Man. And others to describe the big man, a messenger or sign warning that society is developing in a dangerous direction. What if the Slender Man is a Native American spirit or a shapeshifter who just chooses that pattern so he can live in the woods? People, you know, maybe. Who knows? He might not really... That might not be his true form, right? Could be. My true form. I mean, yeah, if he believed that it's real. It could be. So, do-do-do. Again, repetitive. We've talked about the HBO documentary. And then after the Wakesha, Wakesha stabbing. So... Yeah, this is... It's been a lot of... Yeah, this is a lot of little things about the Slender Man. A lot of it's like stories from people. Um, there's been a couple more like like stabbings or murders because of it, but nothing at that magnitude, you know. Yeah, you know, there's been TV shows and blah, 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 lots blah. of references. I mean, so a box office bomb that made ten million had a ten million dollar budget, right? Yeah, I mean, folklore. Yeah, folklore. Are you on that one? There's a folklore. We are prepared. <laughs> yeah. uh, did I not read through that already? Mm, I don't know. The folklore no. qualities? Is that where you're at? Yeah, several scholars okay. have argued that despite being a fictional work with an identifiable. identifiable origin point, the Slender Man represents a form of digital folklore. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Shira says that Cinnamon exemplifies similarities between traditional folklore and the open source ethos of the internet. And that unlike those traditional monsters such as vampires and werewolves, the fact that the Slenderman's mythos can be tracked and signposted offers a powerful insight into how the myth and folklore form. Chess identifies that three aspects of the Slenderman mythos tie into folklore. Collectivity, 
meaning that it can be created by a collective rather by just a single person. Variability, meaning that the story changes depending on the teller. And performance, meaning that the storyteller's narrative changes to reflect the audience's response. So again, he is this open-ended, totally non-confined entity that, depending on who's writing it, telling it, you know, and molding it can be whatever it is you want him to be. So it's basically this, it's going in circles at this point. Right. But here's what's interesting. If you wanted to go out today and make a movie about Dracula, you could do that. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to go make a movie about Frankenstein, you could do that. Slenderman is copyrighted. Yep. You cannot go make a movie or tell a book, write a book or anything in Slenderman's likeness. That is crazy because he is one of the only folkloric monsters that is currently copywritten. Yep. Because that is weird. Where you have like Frankenstein and Dracula, which they're public domain because they're old. They're they're so old that they that they fall into that category, just yeah. like the song Happy Birthday. Yep. Um They're part of human history. Right. Because Knudsen's monster is so recent, yeah, it still falls under copyright laws. So you have to ask Eric Knudsen or Victor Serge yep. for permission. He has to sued do people for writing books and trying to make films about him. Yep. I think that's funny. Yep. I mean, good for him. I mean, something that he just created on a public forum yeah. blew up so much. He's like, I can copyright this. It's insane, man. So good for him. What a cool subject. Yeah. So if you, and I guess to close this up and to a very untidy, but common for the income from Amity Bow, again, some of the stuff that we talk about, even if you don't believe in it, and again, we say for this particular topic, it's not a real thing. N nothing we talk about is real. In a sense, I mean, I guess I mean, it's, you can believe in it. Right. It's, it's not, it's not theoretical. Right. 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 So, I mean, you know, there are people that believe in ghosts. I'm one of them. There are people that believe yeah. in UFOs. You know, I believe in extraterrestrial. Everything life. we talk about is intangible or, you know, imaginative. Right. So, so in this particular case, though, you can sit and tie it down to the fact that you have an actual person who created Slender Man digitally on an online forum and he takes his inspirations from it's like a like it's a no pat. different than freaking Superman being created right or Wolverine yep I mean Sunderman is a patchwork of different references and yeah you know and this very creative guy and other cr very creative people have created for your online enjoyment let's and be honest Eric Knudsen doesn't have a very good imagination. I would say it's that just a slender stick figure. <laughs> I would say, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I guess we all drew Slender Man when we were five. Something about the simplicity of them, though, makes them creepier. Mm -hmm. oh, absolutely. I mean, that's like Amish dolls. Ever seen an Amish doll? Yeah. They have no face. Yeah. Because they believe it, it's it, it's vanity, which they right. You know. We should talk about the Annabelle doll sometime. Oh, yeah. I'd be down for that. I don't know. I mean, it happens what it sucks what happened to that girl, but at least she lived. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was a good old Wisconsin, you know, yep. got some good cheese up there. That's right. Some good beer. 
very good beer in Wisconsin. Yeah. Heard that. Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. It's like the brewing capital of the country, man. That's true. Um, these girls are paying what they have to pay. No, they're pretty stupid. I got to say they're stupid. They're not crazy, but they're stupid. Yeah, I would say um, I would say that I would say that. I would say they're they're It's just it's it's like the um Jody Arias case where you mess up and it's like, "Oh, I got no options. Um um I'm crazy." Ah, ah I'm crazy. Right. And it never works that way. Nope. Never does. Yeah, I, I think the court system with those two girls are like, okay, fine, you're crazy. Well, here's some time in an institution. Yes. So you didn't escape justice. We should talk about Jodi Arias sometime. I'd be down for it. I like to look at Jodi Arias. I think she's kind of sexy. <laughs> she's right. crazy, and I would never touch her, but I think she's sexy. So here's here's a, here's a trope we could take from Noah. He's into the crazy girls. No. <laughs> I just think she... Okay, as far as female serial killers, look at... You, remember, you, know, bleh, you know Bill Guinness from yeah. like 1900? Hideous, right? Yeah. A lot of these girls, the serial killers. Uh, what's the girl that Charlie Theron played? Oh, monster! Uh, hideous, right? Oh, yeah. Jody Arias is definitely not hideous. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but anyway, we got off topic there. Slender Man, he'd be a good-looking dude, you know, if he wore a suit and had a face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's definitely got the suit part down. <laughs> So, like I said, I mean, again, if you guys, you know, just like when you guys watch horror movies, if you guys, you know, especially this time of year, Halloween, spooky time, you got to suspend, you know, your disbelief in order to have fun with it and to be terrified by it. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's okay to be terrified by it. It's okay to, you know, scare yourself. It's not okay to commit murder. No. In the name of a fictional person. It's purely entertainment. Exactly. You know, and... Entertainment, it's fun to be scared. I love to get scared. I watched a horror movie the other night alone just to be scared because I love it. It's just like when people go to you know haunted houses. Yeah. You know, get chased around by you know, people. I don't like haunted houses, though, because I always get stuck when you have to like crawl or move through something small. Oh, yeah. We had one a long time ago where you had to crawl through like a tunnel. I couldn't do it. Really? I literally got stuck. They had to like push me through. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you remember my... I had an ex-girlfriend back in when I was in high school. You yeah. knew her. Her her name started with an M. Yeah. And we went to a haunted house. And I was just like, okay, this is gimmicky. They had guys with like chainsaws and ghosts and all that. And <laughs> the guy with the chainsaw comes running up and her and her friend got so scared. They took off running, but her friend slipped in the mud. Yeah. And went up with her legs literally horizontal and fell straight <laughs> on her butt oh. and cracked her tailbone. Oh no. So we had to go straight home <laughs> and I was just like, I'm done with haunted houses from this point. No. Anyway. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed it. I learned a little bit about Slender Man today. I enjoyed being back in the studio with my buddy and actually getting to communicate person to person. Yeah. Without worrying about, Lag and all that and noise yeah. issues and the same stuff people make fun of when they do about Zoom meetings and yeah the stuff we were doing it just it worked but it wasn't it wasn't our formula so we've got two weeks before Halloween week and a half a week and two days it's next week 
So we're going to try to do, uh, we got this episode coming out this week. We're going to try to do another one before Halloween. So stay tuned for that. As always, like our stuff, share our stuff, subscribe, tell your friends. Yep, and I'm going to be working at home this weekend, and hopefully by Sunday night, I will have the Teespring store open and ready. Now, obviously, it'll, you won't be able to get before Halloween, but it make for a great Christmas present. And if you are an artist or a graphic designer and you just want to doodle and sketch or whatever and, and come up with a cool design, we would love that. We'll give you a shout out in the episode, okay? Oh, yeah. So thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. Have a happy uh, pre-Halloween week, I guess. Yeah.